Hello and welcome to Basel Tov, the courage and creativity of ADHD. I'm Jen. I'm Ellen. And I'm Annette. And we're here to talk about more ADHD goodness. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Okay. So today's episode is all about parenting, but parenting from the perspective of the neurodivergent, namely us ADHD people who have so much trouble controlling time, controlling schedules, and getting stuff done. So, of course, we've got our stories. We've got horror stories like everybody else has. I guarantee it. (laughs) So, um, I guess we're going to start out. If you're not a parent and you're listening, this will make you want to take your birth control. Yes. <laughs> just buckle or up. Or go get an IUD or yeah. just like maybe, you know, go clip clip mm. in a doctor's office. It's real quick. And no. You're out. no, I'm kidding. Kids, kids are great. Kids are great. They're just a lot of work. That's true. For the record, I love my children, but oh my God, sometimes it's so overwhelming being a parent, especially a mom with ADHD. And I'm not trying to knock dads here. I'm not here to be like, dads do nothing because dads do participate. It's just that culturally speaking, women are expected to do the majority of the household stuff. And because of that, we sometimes get into trouble. Especially if we have ADHD and we just can't even some days. (laughs) So, yeah. And you're listening to a podcast with three women and we're not men. So we really don't understand what it's like to be a father. So uh, this is very much from the mother's perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Absolutely. I can't have a, I can't talk about a perspective I don't know about. So, you know, there we go. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, We'll start with our ADHD horror stories um, where parenting is concerned, (laughs) because otherwise the episode would be like four or five hours long. Um, So Ellen, (laughs) Ellen is our is currently our single mother of the group. I've been there before. I didn't like it. Ellen's there right now. Tell us, Ellen, what is your horror story? (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, you didn't tell me to think of a specific one. There's so many. Okay. No, I... <laughs> oh, dang it. <laughs> um, no, I... Okay, so I've been... Uh, let's see. It's been almost two years since I got my divorce, and my kids are 10 and almost 6. And, yeah, I I didn't realize how hard single parenting was going to be until I got there. And, man, it's it's tough. It's lonely and you know, feels kind of mm-hmm. isolating sometimes and, uh, I don't recommend it, but I, I am, I'm happy with my life. Like I really am, you know, but it's got its challenges. I do miss, you know, kind of having a second person around to help out sometimes. And so that does contribute to a lot of the issues is that it's, it's all on me, you know, everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. That's true. That's one mm-hmm. thing I remember um, from that brief time that I did the single mom thing was everything's about you. You're doing everything. And oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like, I mean, if just, you, you know, whew. someone wakes you up in the middle of the night and there's an issue and then maybe the cat's throwing up at the same time, you know, the smoke alarm's mm-hmm. going off. I mean, who knows? You know, so many things could be happening at once and you're the only person and you have to unpack mm-hmm. all that yourself. <laughs> yep. Have fun. exactly so i feel like every day there's a little horror story that pops up (laughs) 
<laughs> that's fair. But that's fair. No, I, yeah. I really do. I really do love my kids. I love spending time with them. But, you know, if I have too many days in a row where I'm the solo parent, it's just me and them. And, you know, especially right now during the winter, it's rough. There's not a lot to do out there, you know. Um, but yeah, if I have too many days in a row like that, I do really start to feel overwhelmed and I can just kind of feel myself crumbling by the end of it, to be honest, you know, so it's mm -hmm. something that I've just had to navigate and, um, you know, make sure that I can set boundaries for myself to make sure I don't get too worn out because then I'm of no use to my kids. And I feel like I may have even yeah. talked about this on a previous episode, but I've had a few times where I had kind of a, you know, emotional meltdown, couldn't stop crying in front of the kids because mm -hmm. I was so overwhelmed. And a lot of that mm -hmm. is, you know, because of my ADHD, it makes it difficult for me to just stay on top of everything. You know, it just feels like there's so much to do sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, even if you can't like pick out a single story, because, you know, apparently I put you on the spot and I didn't communicate that well enough. Sorry, Ellen. No, um, it's fine. It's fine. I'll th I'm sure I'll think even, of something. You know, if you can't, if, if you know, the single story isn't going to work out because it's just time melts together and it's like a series of rabbit holes that you can't remember by the end of the day. What thing do you think as a single mom you struggle most with? Oh, struggle most with. Damn, that's hard to pick. Or maybe um, not most, just something that's a struggle. <laughs> I would say maybe the biggest struggle for me is just um, the sensory overload that comes from mm. being with your kids all day, you know, and mm -hmm. when you're the only one there to entertain them, to take care of them, to help them with whatever they need, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's always you. And, uh, you know, especially it also depends on your kids' personalities, you know, uh, mine are pretty active kids, <laughs> pretty outgoing, yeah. engaged, you know? Um, so yeah, I think, that's kind of what I struggle with the most is just feeling a little, little sensory overload. Yeah. That's, that's fair. Cause that is an issue. I think that that's an issue for even neurotypical moms because yeah. it's really hard to be on and like the sole provider of entertainment and joy and fulfillment all day long for multiple people potentially like some people have one kid some people have six kids you know like that's right <laughs> and I truly feel a lot. like we were not I, I feel like we were not meant to do this alone you know it does you yeah. do kind of need a little village at least a little one to help you raise your kids and yeah. doing it alone is very difficult so I have a question yeah. for you uh because you talked about sensory overload um yeah. do you get like the physical sensory overload, like your kids keep hugging you or like touching you or wanting to be next to you. And it just like overburdens you. And you're just like, can you please just go away for a second? Like, don't touch me. That would happen that? Sometime, sometimes when they were younger, uh, that doesn't happen really anymore though. They're not really as like touchy with me. It's just more the mental load of the constant dialogue, the constant chatter, mommy, 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 can I tell you something? Mommy, I have a joke. You know, it's just ever. And then me thinking like, oh, fuck, I haven't, I haven't even thought about dinner yet. And I need to make sure they're doing their homework. And, mm -hmm. um, 
you know, oh, the, the cat threw up again. You know, there's always something. <laughs> it's just, it, it, and, you know, I, I, if I have too many thoughts buzzing around in my brain at the same time, that's when I'm just like short circuit mm, and yeah. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> so not so much a physical thing. It's just a mental, the mental load for me. Yeah. I kind of get the physical thing sometimes because both of my, both of my girls are huggers and like snugglers and cuddlers and I'm really mm. not. Oh, and yeah. so <laughs> just that constant chatting, 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 it's already got my, me in a sensory overload. Like, mm-hmm. so my nerves are on edge and then I'm being touched and it's just like, yeah, go, go away. Yep. <laughs> like, just- <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That feels. I I'm the only one that doesn't know how that feels because like I do, I don't do the physical sensory overload thing like I'm one of those people who'd rather have like like I cuddle constantly I'm fine with cuddling and snuggling so my kids if they pile up on me it's like okay cool I can handle this um but what I can't handle so much is like constant senseless noise so Mm -hmm. like if one of the kids is you know kids do this thing where they'll just make repetitive senseless noises and it's just and sometimes it can be very grating and my my son not sometimes I love him (laughs) all the time I love him I promise I love him (laughs) but oh my god he learned how to make this horrible noise this terrible sound that I can't replicate. And it I was basically say, you, have to, comes, you have to do it now. <laughs> I can't replicate it. I, I can't <laughs> physically do it. He knows how to do it. It's this weird shriek that sounds like somebody is pulling the testicles off of a goat. Like Ooh. without. Yeah, it's just it's this horrible, horrible <laughs> shrieking sound that like comes up through his throat and out through his nose. And it's this weird reverberating kind of echoey sound and it's a scream oh my (laughs) and he does this sometimes on purpose just to get me (laughs) Mm -hmm. and and that is like at the point where I'm like oh my god if like if I haven't if I if I was in any kind of stressful position before that that's like enough to nearly make me snap (laughs) like (laughs) oh yeah it's an assault on the senses yeah. It is. It, it yeah, feels like a personal yeah. attack sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> it does. But with my son, sometimes it is. <laughs> so because he's mm. also my ODD child, which is an episode that we're gonna do um in the in the future, shortly in the future. So oh, yeah. um, because that's a whole other can of worms there. But um, yeah. <laughs> Annette, yeah. do you have a horror story that's specific or do you do you wanna <laughs> You know, I actually have very well-behaved twin girls, so, like, I'm really lucky in that. But uh, as well-behaved as they are, they are chatterboxes, and they never shut up. And, uh, you know, know when they wake up in the morning because the talking starts, and then you know that they go to sleep in the evening because the talking stops, and, you know. (laughs) Oh, they're talking to each other all the time? Oh, yeah. They're like the That's best cute. of friends. And they're and they're also telling me, they're like, mommy, 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 mommy. And it's just oh, like, yeah. oh. and um so and I deal with kids all day anyway. So it's like by the oh, end yeah. of my day, uh, my Mommy, my look sense, at this, look at this. You're like, ah Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like 
I don't care, but I can't say that. (laughs) I love you, but I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Mommy needs a minute. (laughs) Can I have a minute, please? Exactly. Um, And then I do have that. Yeah. And, you know, (laughs) there's. There's this own it, there's this own level of hell in uh, having kids in school in Japan because um, they have to what? practice the recorder. Oh, but we do that in the U.S. Oh. too. Fourth grade. No, no, they do it. Oh, what? Like it's not one year. They and do the recorder every year. For yeah, oh, I mean it's kind of my god. <laughs> what? I never knew this about Japan. So they're making a bunch of recorder experts over there. Yeah, but they're not recorder experts because not, nobody's good. Okay, doesn't sound so good. No, I'm so, sorry. Um, so that's noisy and high pitched, and I'm a, oh, I'm a musician, yeah. so I'm just like, you know, it's just like the grates on my nerves. But like, uh, other than that sensory overload, I think the hardest part of being a mom with ADHD for me is the invisible burden mental load that yeah because you know and I think all mothers have this and so yeah you know even if you're neurotypical it's like you have to do this 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 you have to keep all these things scheduled you have to have constant things going in your head and making arrangements for things dealing with this dealing with that putting out this fire putting out that fire but when you have ADHD it's like you're doing it on a different level because your brain chemistry is already telling you like it's not, you know, playing with you correctly. And so Mm -hmm. your own brain chemistry is fighting against you, but you still have to complete the same tasks as every other mom. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, it's magnified like Mm -hmm. 3000 times. Modern day life is so complicated too. Fuck. There's so Mm -hmm. many appointments you know, yeah. and, and, and now each, I don't know about you guys, you know, I have like four different apps I have to use for the kids school for different things. And I'm always getting emails and texts. It's like oh, emails, the yeah. emails, the emails. How do, you, how do you keep up on all that? Oh, I don't. <laughs> I don't either. I don't read them. I really don't read them any. I've I've. That's okay, thank one you. Thing. I don't either. <laughs> A boundary that I've set for myself <laughs> is that, uh, yeah, like, I've just decided, like, I'm going to trust my kids' teachers. I'm not going to. Well, I, I mean, it's not really my personality to micromanage anyway, but, you know, mm-hmm. I, I just don't understand. Uh, I, I don't know. I guess it just it depends on what, you know, I, I wouldn't judge anyone for getting super involved in it, you know, of course. But it's like to me, it's just an yeah. overwhelming amount of information that I don't need. I'm like, I'm sure yeah. they're doing great. Right. Well, and I, I try to put in like when they, they get letters for uh, like going to the school and watching their classes. Cause Japan has that you go to the school and you can sit in the back and watch their class. And uh, then oh. afterwards they have like a parent teacher meeting kind of thing. And so it happens like three times a year, I believe. And so they kind of weren't doing it because of Corona, but now it's coming back. And so when I get those kind of letters, I try to put it on the calendar, on the wall, also in my phone. And I have a mother-in-law who's amazingly on top of everything. And so she'll be like, hey, don't forget, you have to go to the girls' school because they have this or, you know, it's at this time. And so she serves as a constant reminder for me which is yeah, you got a village amazing. at your house I you do, do have your own and village I, you know mm-hmm. that that's a wonderful thing and you know unfortunately modern day life doesn't really let that happen 
uh, you know, people mm-hmm. live really far away from their families. And so it's mm-hmm. not like that, but luckily I do have that. And so that buffers a lot of the stress of being a parent with ADHD. Oh yeah. Do you, do you feel like in Japan, multi-generational homes are more common than in the U S they're more common? Yeah. They're getting uh, less common as generations go on, but yeah, uh, yeah. it's still much more common than it is in the U S. Yeah. It feels like it's more normalized over there than it is in the U S but there's something mm-hmm. so great about that, you know, having the grandparents involved mm-hmm. or other family members. Yeah, I mean, it's stressful sometimes because you have a lot of people in the same house with lots of different ideas and ways of doing things. And so true. you can butt <laughs> heads sometimes. Some challenges. Yeah. yeah, but over overall, the good outweighs the bad by a lot, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, hmm. that's awesome. That is awesome. It would be nice to have, you know, extra help, extra eyes, extra hands. I mean, yeah. mm-hmm. that sounds pretty appealing because, you know, if if anybody out there is anything like me, it seems like I don't have enough eyes or hands or minutes in the day. <laughs> and it just it's yeah. it can be frustrating and overwhelming. Um, mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, yeah, like with the way that I work. I think that um, task management and like, well, no, really just time management is like my, my enemy. (laughs) It's always been my enemy. I mean, we, yeah, we've kind of touched on how ADHD people do not perceive time the same way as anybody else. Because everything is in the right now with ADHD. Oh, there is no time blindness. Yeah. The past is now, the present is now, the future is now also. (laughs) So like, it just kind of like, it's this, you know, flat, we're, we're like the flat earth of the DSM (laughs) five. Um, (laughs) so (laughs) anyway, um, so yeah, time management, not good at it. And so I miss a lot of things, especially when there's so many distractions, like all the emails from school districts and the schools, um, like the last school my kids went to their teachers I swear they emailed us like two or three times a day they also sent text messages there was also a parent portal where you had to sign in to go and see even more messages and more information about stuff oh yeah so it was like super overwhelming and every time I'd go into a parent teacher conference with them they'd be like oh do you have you signed up for the portal and I was like no and they were like, oh, well, you're really going to want to do it. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> and they're just like, why aren't you going to sign up for the portal? That's where all the information is kept. And I was like, yeah, but I also get emails and texts. I was like, that's all just too much. And they yeah. just like, I could feel the judgment. But, you know, I had to put that in place. And like the same thing with the emails currently, like I am just not reading them and that is how it is. And I'm not going into the portal. I have signed up for this portal, but I'm not mm-hmm. going into it. <laughs> Yo, let me let me just give a round of applause for Japan on this point, because we do get emails from the school on things that are important. doesn't happen every day. But what mm-hmm. they do have is every kid has a little uh, notebook that's called uh, Renakujo. And in the Nenakjo, they have everything written. So today, uh, what uh, what do you need to bring to school tomorrow is written. Hmm. And then um, day for Nenaku, which is like 
tomorrow the school will be uh, closed early. So the kids will be home at like, you know, two 30 or so, instead of three 30 <laughs> or something. So like okay. any, any notifications, uh, anything about money for school lunches or anything, all of that is under that. And then they have the she, which is Shukudai and that's their homework. And so <laughs> then they have written what their homework is every single day. So in this one book, in this one booklet, all of the information is given by the teacher up on the board and every kid writes it down. And then the teacher stamps it, goes to every kid, stamps it, make sure that all the information is there. So there's no oh, missing. Wow. Yes. Wow. That is so good. I My know. Son. That is awesome. Cause like, that's one of the things that my son has been griping about and he's in the fifth grade. So, you know, he's, it's not like his work is going to be super, super hard yet, but it's getting harder. It's getting tougher for him going into middle school. And, um, his, he has kind of an old fashioned teacher this year who does a lot of things really fast. So she'll write down homework on the board for them to put into their school, uh, their little, um, journals, like their homework journals. My, my brain's blanking on the, on the name of this thing. So I'm just, you know, I'm going with homework journal right now. Folder? Um, <laughs> is it a folder? No, no. you know, like the okay. little schedule things, the notebook schedule things. Oh, brain, planner? Not. Yeah, there we go. Planner. Yeah. See, my brain couldn't even cough <laughs> up the word planner. Um, so yeah, in his planner, he would write all of his homework down and she would, you know, put the stuff on the board for which days during the week, what things are due. And they're all supposed to write it down, but she erases it really fast. And he doesn't oh, have no. the skills to write it down as fast as she puts it up. So, um, and she doesn't even go back to make sure that kids have all this written down. And so it's supposed to be in his 504 plan that, um, that he gets extra time to write this stuff down. And so she started putting like a little board off to the side that will have stuff written on it that they can write down. But like, sometimes it just like, she'll flip ahead and, and he'll be stuck and be like, well, I don't know when this is due. Oh. Um, I didn't get to write it down. And he's, he's, you know, shy or self self-conscious enough that he doesn't want to raise his hand and be like, excuse me, could you put flip that page back? Or could you put that back up on the board? Um, yeah. Cause he doesn't want to call attention to himself. So he'll just, you know, <laughs> not write down when the due date is. And I'll be like, well, you have, you know what this means, right? You have to turn it in tomorrow. So you better do it now. <laughs> like, oh, man. That's my rule. <laughs> you don't write down rule. the. Yeah. Cause I make sure he gets it done and turned in. So even if it's due on Friday, if it turns, if he turns it in on a Tuesday, it's not going to be late. Yeah, but so. I yeah, if teachers would go and actually check those things, I know, yeah. I know teachers are overworked. I I know I I'm a teacher they too. Are. They're overworked. Yeah. There are too many kids in the class. It's so hard. But uh, if if they could, you know, figure out a way or have an assistant teacher do it, right? Um, mm -hmm. Then you know, it's also teaching the kids that if you're if you're constantly having that pattern, it becomes something that you do every day. And then kids are, are more likely to write it down on their own, the older that they get. And so, but yeah. being a parent with ADHD, having all of that information just in front of you in one place where you can only check mm -hmm. that and you're fine is a lifesaver. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Because it's really overwhelming. Yes. Like if you have it in three or four places and then they they're like, well, why didn't you go to the portal? And it's like, well, I thought it was in the email. No, this stuff was in the email. Well, what about, you know, why didn't you guys put it in the text message that you sent? Well, that the text messages are only for this thing. And it's like, oh, no, it has no. to be all in one like, place. Like, exactly. Ugh. Pick a place. Yes. My one Pick place, a place for me, and go with it. My one place for me is just uh, the reminders app on my phone. I have so many random things in there. And I'm always I just use like I just hold down the button on the side and just do voice text. You know, I'll just be walking and it's like. Oh shit! I gotta remember to buy cat food, but I can't do it right now. So, uh, Siri, remind me in two hours to buy cat food. You know, like I have so many random things that'll come up because it's like I know I'm gonna forget, and so I have to do that with parenting things. Like, um, yeah, even just today, I had to set a reminder for myself. You know, for what time to get the kids ready to go, and just I always have things mm-hmm. come up like that because I have time blindness. You know, I'm not always looking at the clock. Oh, my God. So you were asking about uh, stories. And one thing that happened to me (laughs) so much when Corinne and Layla were in kindergarten, because uh, in Japan, kindergarten is three years and they go these little school. Yeah, you start at three and until. Oh, okay, That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, they they go they went to kindergarten on a bus. Now, in the morning, I was totally it was in my routine no problem we never missed the bus we were never late for the bus we were always there on time however the bus coming home would change times sometimes because it was an early day or it was a late day or uh or I would be in my English school where the windows are right there when the bus uh, you know I could see the bus but I'd be doing something in the English school and I'd be like hyper-focused into something and then like I'm hyper-focused and then I hear which is their school bus like stopping sound so the cars go around it and then I would be like oh shit and I would have to throw on my shoes running out the door like going around the corner like hi oh so many times do you have to meet them outside at the bus? Yeah, they will not let their kids. Yeah, you have to. The the kindergarten teacher has oh. to give the kids to you. Oh, for kindergarten. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. now the kids walk by themselves to school. So. Oh, but, good. Uh, yeah. Kindergarten. Oh, my God. I was late for the school bus so many times. And then I would forget <laughs> things like they were supposed to uh, on, on this day and this day. They had to mm-hmm. like wear their uh, exercise clothes i'd forget um oh man gra- l- oh luckily, god grandma. or if there's or if there's spirit weeks and they have to wear something different every day oh fuck that oh uh, yeah. yeah we don't do that here that's not so happening that's nice but yeah. uh yeah now now the girls just have so many things yeah, the girls have agency enough to like know what they're doing, and so it's not as difficult now. But oh my god, in kindergarten they had uh, mm-hmm. lunchbox days where you know two days a week was their lunchbox, and then if there was a special event, then it was like on this day they weren't going to have the hot lunch. They you had to bring a, a lunchbox, but like I'd forget, and so the school would call me and be like, <sighs> "Hey, so." Today is lunchbox day, but I'm already at work. And I'm like, so like at least two times the teachers had to go to a convenience store and buy rice bowls for my girls. Oh, Oh, no. 
man, that sucks. No, I've definitely done that too. I've I've had to drive back to the school after I've dropped off my kids because they forgot something or I forgot something or oh yeah modern yeah. life with, um <laughs> with mine it would be like my my son forgetting to take his medication in the morning so oh. then I would have to go back to the school with it and be like all right call him out of class and give it to him right there on the spot and and the thing about it is like you know his medication has to be taken with a belly full of food so if oh. I don't get back there fast enough I have to take something for him to eat as well <laughs> so oh, that he can man. take it at that oh. point or just because I I wouldn't necessarily you know want him to try to remember it at lunch because he won't because there are kids surrounding him you know right that's like just a setup yeah yeah better and, to do it if um, you're there yeah his ADHD is very pronounced so like he really needs to take it otherwise he's not going to have a great day at school mm-hmm. um but it seems like, you know, what what I'm hearing a lot of in this discussion, and this rings true for me, too, is that, like, just the life of having kids is, like, certain days are the same, but then there are random change-ups to the schedule that you didn't expect, and that just throws your world into chaos. Yeah. Yep. Would that be fair to say? Yep, that's, yeah. that's how I feel about it, too. We've got um, early release days, so every Wednesday, they get out of school an hour early. Oh, we have that Guess too. Guess who forgets about that every yeah. time? <laughs> yep. I had to start setting a um, an alarm on my phone to go off to remind me. Oh yeah, wait, this is Wednesday. It's early release day. That's exactly like, <laughs> what I did. Otherwise, I'd forget. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. I I was constantly forgetting, and and every year I'll forget to set an alarm on my phone for a certain amount of time and then after that I've forgotten them so many times I'm like that's it I'm putting it back on the phone like (laughs) you know what I did recently I accidentally muted notifications on my reminders app I must have accidentally hit that and then a couple days later I was like something's like why am I forgetting all these things I'm supposed to do and then I and then I realized it was like all these things in red that I had told myself to do it's like oh shit (laughs) oh oh yeah (laughs) That's why I noticed notifications were turned off. Yep. Yeah. And now <laughs> I had to fix that. These days, like the girls just come home and there's always somebody in the house because we have a million people living in my house. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, like, I don't have good. to be home when they get home. So mm-hmm. that's so nice. That is really nice. Yeah. yeah. That is really nice. So, mm-hmm. but I oh wanted God. to talk about something today since we're talking about ADHD mm-hmm. and motherhood. And I have a feeling. That most mothers with ADHD do this exact same thing. And so I want to bring it up. And that's called mm. revenge bedtime procrastination. Oh, God. Explain Have you heard is. of it? No. No. What is that? So it's. I think I know what this is. Delaying yeah, sleep to regain freedom lost during the day. Yep. Yep. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Years, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Yeah. Because you're like, Jesus, I haven't had a, I haven't ha- even had a moment of quiet to myself. So I deserve this quiet time. So you yeah. sacrifice mm-hmm. sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yes, that's exactly what I did. And I was like, that can't possibly you're tired be a thing. And then I looked it up and on AD, uh, attitude, ADD attitude, uh, mm-hmm. uh-huh. there's a whole article about it. And I was like, 
Oh God damn! That's, that's an ADHD actually... thing. Yes. Whoa. No way. <laughs> Holy shit! Oh my gosh. I've done that for years. Ever since my kids were little. But it says uh, anyone can engage in revenge bedtime procrastination, but people with high stress, busy lives, and or poor time management skills might be more likely to put off sleep for personal time. That demographic is heavily skewed towards women who, as a group, lost significant personal time during the pandemic as they took on a greater share of parenting and housework compared to men. Yep. Yeah. Just like the 1950s. (laughs) Yay. Yeah. Great. And guess who has bad (laughs) self-regulation problems? People with ADHD. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's... It makes sense. It all falls into place. So it's really hard to parent yourself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I totally do this. Yeah. Then you have to parent yourself. Yeah. Like, nope, you need to go to bed. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I've been doing this for years to get through grad school. (laughs) Yeah. But at least that's a good purpose. I mean, I do it just to watch, you know, Jon Stewart or, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's pretty compelling. (laughs) Yeah. You're just like, I should be sleeping right now, but. You know, God damn it! I just need this little selfish time to myself to just, you know, have a drink and watch a show. And exactly, and that's where a lot out. of my drinking took place. So recently, I kind of like have not. I, I've I've been I've loosened up on the drinking since our uh, substance use episode. Wait, loosen, <laughs> loosened loosened up on the drinking or or tightened up? Oh, I mean, you're drinking less or more? I'm drinking a lot less. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but uh, so I've been going to bed with my kids and we've been reading a chapter in Charlotte's Web together before we go to sleep. And so I'm Aww, like I'm getting book. decent sleep now. But at the same time, I'm like, I need me time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're just yeah. done from a day of being on all the time, taking care of other people or doing whatever. Mm-hmm. You need some me time. That's self-care. Yeah, but getting sleep yeah. is also self-care. So how do you balance oh, that? I know, but sleep is so boring. I hate <laughs> mundane bodily functions like that. Really? Why do we have to do that Dang every it. fucking night? I love sleep. Oh, oh my gosh. I love it. It feels so, so good. boring. It's yeah. so restful. And I'm the hyperactive one here. <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Um, sleep sleep is great I agree with you it's just that you know I can relate to what Ellen's saying like oh my gosh like there are so many more compelling things that you could be doing especially with my brain since it's like geared to tell stories is I'll be like oh I'm so tired oh I'm so tired so I go to bed and I get I I like have to roll around and kind of find my position and then I'll, I'll be totally comfortable I will have achieved optimum comfort which is a big deal because I have to roll around and find it so then I'm like yes perfect and then my brain will be like you know what's really cool it would be really really cool if your main character in your novel did this instead of that and then instantly my eyes will be like my eyes are open I'm like what what (laughs) and yeah you should totally write that down you know you're gonna forget it so then i'll be stumbling around in the dark trying to find a pen and a piece of paper (laughs) to write it down because i will forget it (laughs) and then i'll lay back down and sometimes i'll have another idea and another idea and another idea just because it's quiet time my brain won't shut up so then at some point i have to be like all right that's the limit for ideas i can worry about the rest of them tomorrow like Oh, that is so funny. No, my, br- voice my brain. 
Yeah, oh, I do too. My brain doesn't keep me awake like that. It's more like I just want to sit and scroll TikTok mindlessly. I want to do some doom yeah. scrolling or or watch a show <laughs> or a movie, you know, <laughs> something doom else to entertain yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I get I, that. I actually, since I'm going to sleep with the girls, um, I don't know what it is, but like because they're going to sleep and we share a bed because it's Japan. And so the girls are in bed with me. And so as they're falling asleep, I don't know. There's just something about other people falling asleep that makes you fall asleep. So like I'm out in like two minutes. Yeah. But once my kids are asleep, that's when it's quiet. That's when you can, you know, get But when you're laying next to them in a really warm bed and they're falling asleep and you hear that rhythmic breathing, it's just like. Bye. Uh, no, I yep. totally get. I've I've gone to bed at the same time with my kids many times for sure. But yeah, yeah if most I, of the time though, it's like yes, they're asleep. If I, I was by I myself, <laughs> oh, it would be yeah. doom scrolling all night or like, yeah. yeah, yeah. But since they're <laughs> there, it's it just you know I put in my yep. silicone earplugs so I can't hear my husband when he comes to bed snoring, and uh, <laughs> those are necessary. And uh, <laughs> then I'm out, like just out. Yeah. So yeah. I don't have Makes that sense. problem so much. But when I have a lot of, like when I when I go on tour and I have more free time, oh, it's so hard to go to sleep. I go to sleep mm-hmm. at like three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so I'm not sure if they have these in Japan. They probably do. They have them here in the United States. But have you ever seen those parents who seem to have their kid in like every activity known to man and somehow they're like I went and did this and that and I'm still the president of the PTA and I've done all this other stuff and oh look at my perfect cookies and all this stuff and I'm just like fuck you what yeah exactly (laughs) I just wanted to have a nice round fuck you well (laughs) I I was I was married to a doctor for how long was I married 15 16 years something like that so, yeah, yeah, I met a lot of those bitches out there, a lot uh, of them, and they've got, well, I mean, a lot of them have the money to, you know, just make their life look perfect, but... Well, a lot of uh, them also have drug. they're either, like, addicted to alcohol or they have drug addictions, too. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, they got Xanax or wh- yeah. You know, whatever. Yeah. Whatever Fair. they like to pop, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, but... Yeah, it's it can be really intimidating when you meet a mom like that. You know, you're like, oh god, mm-hmm. what, like how does she have it all together? At least it looks that way. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, that's like that definitely is the same here. And then they're looking at you like, oh, why did you forget your daughter's like bags? And oh, again. yeah, or your kid says a cuss word uh-huh. and they side eye you like, mm, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I I feel that one because I'm constantly like swearing in front of my kids because I actually don't care. Um, I know I don't either. (laughs) Legitimately, during part of my degree path, I was like I had to turn in um, an assignment, like a whole research paper about the evolution of a word. And I chose the word fuck. Nice. (laughs) Yeah. Great word. Because I just wanted it. um, there, the etymology of it is kind of disputed, but there it kind of started Germanically, so they think that it might have come from the Dutch word for penis, which is fucking. Oh. And, um, 
so they think that it may have evolved that way and then come over to the British Isles. And that's one of the words that kind of stuck around. But basically, the only reason that we what I've what I learned during that process of researching what we would call curse words is that the only reason that they were considered cursed in the first place is because they um, they were simply the language of the poor people and not the not the Latinate <sighs> words that the aristocracy and wealthy people would use. So the wealthy people would call them curse words mm. because they were words that were unpopular mm. at the time. They just weren't the smart people words or the edu- the uh, educated people words or the, the rich people words. But doesn't research funny. show yeah. that smart people cuss more? Is that yeah. what you were going to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of yeah. statistics Science, that show bitch. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, because it's it, it's just it's using language more creatively, basically, or making a very clear, you know, yeah. point very quickly. Yeah. But uh, yeah, even God, uh, uh, goodbye. It used to be like, God be with you. And then somebody like text. Oh, you. Text That's how short- goodbye started. Yeah. It, well, because, you know, like, <laughs> you know, like be right Never back is BRB, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like yeah. <laughs> some guy writing a letter decided to like text speak and just put God, uh, goodbye instead of God be with you and then it caught on and that's why we say goodbye oh how funny yeah, yeah. That, you know what <laughs> these it. words they start out somewhere and that's why I don't necessarily care about you know sharing them in front of my kids as long as they know where it came from and where not to use them hey cool whatever mm-hmm. um <laughs> yep oh my gosh yeah I just I totally lost the train of thought I had a train of thought judgy mom lost mm-hmm. it just now yeah. Judgy moms. Oh, their houses yeah. are so clean. How do they do it? <laughs> I don't I think don't they know. do. And oh, the train of thought came back. So <laughs> excellent. Choo choo. <laughs> choo choo. Uh, Jen's train of thought is pulling into the station. And I was going to say that we, like, one of the other, like, demographics of moms that I think we don't understand sometimes is like the moms that were in the past. Because they seem to get everything done. Like, oh. you know, we're all like everybody wants to talk about how America is not great because, you know, our houses are not spotless like they were when women stayed at home and cleaned them all day or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, there's this weird train of thought about this that they doesn't also really make to, sense. They also used to drink alcohol and smoke cigarettes in the middle of the day. <laughs> I actually I talked to a woman who... um she she's very smart and she writes books and she was talking to me about like parenting in the 1970s and 80s what was really behind all of it was amphetamines yeah um when women gave birth they used to prescribe amphetamines for anything from pain to stress breakdowns they would just prescribe them it was like a cure all almost you could go in and be like i'm stressed out and they'd give you amphetamines or I'm in a lot of pain and they give you amphetamines. <laughs> like, wow. So all these, so all these women who were not, you know, they didn't have ADHD. So like they could react to the amphetamines, you know, as you would imagine, all twitchy and excitable and, oh my God, so much energy. I can do everything. So they would like, <laughs> like take their amphetamines and whirlwind clean their house within like an hour and a half. and and get like all this stuff done all day long because it was like extra focus extra energy 
we can do it all. And that's how they did it. And the funny thing is, if you had ADHD back then and you got prescribed amphetamines, you just would have been like, well, like, kind of mellow. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, why isn't my head screaming at me like normal? Yeah. It's so quiet in here. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, (laughs) yeah, yeah, that's a thing. But it's like, I never really uh, related to uh, that whole image because my mom was like, almost a free range mom like my mom and i'm not that wasn't even cool back then okay it was just kind of how it was (laughs) and then my mom made us do a lot of things on our own like we would have to you know make our own breakfast or you know make our Mm -hmm. own lunch when we could or do our own laundry Mm -hmm. or we were like made to do a lot of things that adults do really kind of young and it just Mm -hmm. made us a lot more uh you know prepared for when we went out into the world because I didn't have that like huge adjustment when I left my my house I was like I'm cool I'm like I already know how to do all this this is fine yeah and that's what I've been trying mm -hmm. to do with my kids is get them a little more independent because when back when I was married and they were younger and I was a stay-at-home mom it was like I was just doing a lot for them and I didn't even realize that, you know, anytime it's like, can I have a snack? Can I have a water or play with me? You know, mm-hmm. it's like just whatever they wanted. There I was. And so now yeah. I am learning to set boundaries for myself so that I don't get burned out. You know, mm-hmm. as a single mom, I can't do it all. And so yeah. if somebody asks for a water, I'm going to sometimes tell them you need to get that. Sorry, I'm already sitting down. You're we're both sitting down, you know, yeah, if you want something, go get it yourself, basically, yeah. it, you know. Mm-hmm. I yeah. usually say, uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure that you have two legs, two arms, and two hands, too. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Yeah. like, I know you're old enough to go and pour yourself a glass of water. Go ahead and right. do it. Right. If you're and if you make a mess, it, clean it up, because if you make a mess and Ugh. you clean it up, then you're going to learn <laughs> to control your muscles, and you're going to be able to do it. I mean... Like mm-hmm. kids Absolutely. are kids are way smarter than people give them credit for. Yeah, they just I don't agree. listen. They're smart, but they yeah. don't listen to you. <laughs> well, That's all true. humans are. Kind I don't of know. Lazy. Getting kid, getting my kids to clean is so challenging. I mean, I can get them to mm-hmm. focus for maybe maybe three minutes max before they're like, "All right, we're done." And it's like, "No, you're not. Look at this mess." You know, Uh-oh. it just takes <laughs> so much. It takes so much focus and hand holding, and like you know, ah, I just uh, would love to see them be a little more independent. So we're working on it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give a confession here, uh, oh. but and I do not, I do not suggest this as a parenting <laughs> technique. Do not try this at home. Do not try this at home. But I am very good at threatening my children. <laughs> and what do you mean? <laughs> oh, if they don't, if I tell them to clean their room and, and I still find things on the floor, I'll go and throw it away. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I've I done that done, before. I have done that too. Yeah. If you don't clean up your toys, I'm throwing them away. All right. I'm They're very going consistent. No! Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm very consistent. Mm-hmm. And so uh, there's this fear of God in my children. <laughs> that, that iPad yeah. in the trash. Yeah. You don't. Oh, fuck uh, well, I threw my son's P- PlayStation <laughs> out off of the balcony and broke it. So. Whoa, you are hardcore, dude. 
Yeah. Holy shit, which PlayStation was it? Oh, oh it was like the PlayStation 2. It was it, oh no, it was oh. new. It was way back in the day. But oh, it this was, was it was new. But it, I told him to get because he wasn't doing his schoolwork properly. And I was like, well, you got to do this. And I was like, look, dude, if you're going to sit there and you're going to play your PlayStation all the time and your grades are going to drop, then I'm going to throw your your PlayStation off the balcony. And he was like, ah, you're not going to do that. He brought home his report card and it was like all bad. And I threw his PlayStation off the balcony. Damn. If you Respect. make the threat follow through that, okay so you know a, one suggestion to go out there to listeners would be don't make threats that you are not prepared to follow through on <laughs> because oh God, that's so that's true how, yeah that's how kids will learn that there's a loophole like oh she's just gonna say that and then she's not gonna do it or you know like oh the loophole is get her mad enough so that she'll threaten something really big and then she won't have the heart kind yeah. of thing yeah. Unfortunately, I do have the heart and uh, <laughs> stone cold. Well, and that's oh why the, that's why I have the fear of God and my kids. I'm very, very loving with them. I'm very, very kind with them. I'm very, very good at, you know, just explaining things to them when they need to. However, oh, yeah. I have a line. Yeah. And- Mama, don't fuck mm-hmm. around. <laughs> <laughs> nope. My mm-hmm. husband just looks at me like, was that necessary? And I'm like. Yes. Yes, it was. Mm -hmm. It was necessary. That's the thing is kids with ADHD, much like adults with ADHD, they need more structure. So anything that you can do to provide structure in their day is a benefit. So if you happen to, you know, have the money for after school sports, sign them up for some sports. Make sure that their time is crunched down so they don't have like five hours at the end of the day to do their homework. You know, if you give them tasks or chores or sports that they have to do, then they also have to do their homework. You know, everything gets condensed. I know that for me personally, the one thing that can scare me into action like nothing else is when I have a deadline. Deadline. So yeah, that is true. Deadlines. Mm -hmm. So make sure your kid, your kids have deadlines that they, you know, that are strict. They can't, you know, they can't, cross over that line otherwise there's some kind of a penalty or consequence Mm -hmm. um that way they kind of keep everything on the rails because otherwise you get situations where your kids can drag their feet for hours doing their homework and then sit there with you know make you sit there with them mom i don't understand my math homework that's the one i get constantly oh my god or just the the complaining i hate this it's like i know yeah well i hate sitting here doing this with you too oh yeah nobody wants to be here right now I've had a kid who's been doing this for the like the past few weeks here. And yeah, so maybe this child needs help with math, but I'm always but I'm I'm starting to have to say things like, "All right, I have 30 minutes that I can mm-hmm. be here and help you, and then I have to move on to my next responsibility." So, if That's you can boundary. do this with me in 30 minutes, then, you know, I can come here and help you with that. That way, you know, they're like, oh, okay, well, we got to, we got to hurry. Yeah, you're setting a and deadline. So, it yeah. you, it'll help you it's focus because you got that deadline in mind. That's, that is smart, Jen. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, <laughs> I did yeah. that with Corinne yesterday, my daughter, Corinne. And I don't care if I say her name. Uh, <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> and, uh, um, I did that. I did that with her yesterday because she takes forever to do anything. Like she takes forever. 
And um, Mm -hmm. I was like, yo, I have things that I need to do. You have 20 minutes to get this done. And if you can't get this done, I'm waking your butt up really early in the morning, which is like her, like not okay area. And (laughs) you're going to have to do it then. And Not a morning person. No, none of us are morning people. (laughs) And so she just went, okay. And she got her homework done so fast. I was like, see, it doesn't have to take you an hour, man. External motivation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So just a little. So Jen, you got some <laughs> yeah. tips for us from Yeah. Oh my goodness. So yeah, yeah how, how some do we, of these... how do we deal with this? Okay, so how do we deal? Excellent question. <laughs> One of them, of course, like I guess we've already gone over some ways that we can deal, but you know, since ADHD parents have notorious problems with time management, organization, executive function skills in general. Mm-hmm sensory overload the feeling of overwhelm i could go on and on and on i feel so Um, seen (laughs) yes so seen um since we have all of these issues and parenting literally conflicts with every single one of them yeah there are a few things you can do some of these suggestions i've actually taken either from my own therapists or my kids therapists nice <laughs> and some of them are you know random little tidbits that i've picked up that are like widely known suggestions they're in book after book blog after blog article after article so but they make a lot of sense and i don't think i've seen them compiled into a list all together like this. So one of the things that I know is a big suggestion out there is to make a to-do list. Now, parenting AD, parenting in general is nothing but a long task list. You have tasks from sunup to sundown. You have to get certain things done during certain periods of time. So, you know, why not just treat it like what it is and make a to-do list out of it? That to-do list can go on your phone where it goes everywhere you are. You can couple that with things like alarms or reminders or your calendar to make sure that you are reminded of it. Or you can have a little notebook or journal that you take with you. Maybe you slip it in your purse or slip it in a pocket and take it with you wherever you go if you're more of a physical paper kind of person. Um, You could do that as well. Um, Another option would be to, um, instead of like, you know, alarms or like task reminders or apps on your phone that you could download, because there are a bunch of apps that do this too, um, you could use the sticky note method. (laughs) So sticky notes, I love them. I will write myself little notes and then you can put them on something that is like part of the task you're supposed to do. So if you know that you have a bunch of dishes to do, you could stick a sticky note right on the faucet that says do the dishes and it's do right me. there in your face. You're mm-hmm. going to see it. <laughs> you could also put it on your cupboards if you think that's a better place or right on the dishwasher itself. Well, so, if you're a sensory, if you're a sensory person like I am, then uh, there's something mm-hmm. that helps tie your memory when you're writing it by hand. And then, Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. And then there's also the, uh, uh, you can, it is possible to get a hit of dopamine from finishing a task and actually taking the paper off. Like, Oh yeah. 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 That's so satisfying to check yeah. off a task mm-hmm. or, or rip that sticky note right yeah. off. And you hear that little like Great. sound as it goes. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Love it. I just use the reminders but... app on my phone for everything. I even have every morning it just mm-hmm. pops up, take your meds, you know, just every little yeah. thing I have. I silence there. it and then I don't pay attention to it. So I'm definitely the sticky, mm. sticky note type person. I'll just like mm-hmm. my phone will be yeah. like, do this. And I'll be like, okay, I'll do it later. And then I'll like silence it for a second. And then I just Uh-oh. never do. So uh, <laughs> reminders do not work for me. Yeah. Well, and I'm something different for everyone. Like, <laughs> like usual, I'm a combination type. I've noticed mm-hmm. that some reminders I will just silence and not do the thing. I need to have the sticky note in my face sometime, somewhere, just for certain things. Like if mm-hmm. I know that I'm out of something I have to get at the store, a sticky note on a cupboard is going to go a long way. But since I don't know exactly when I can go to the store, sometimes I might just silence the alarm. So mm, for me, yeah. I kind of have to pick my battles on it. Um, like, you know, my the kids drop off or pick up times from school are going to be the same every single day. So I can go pick them up and my alarms work just fine because if I silence them, I've given myself just, you know, a few minutes to get my shoes on and grab my keys and go. I don't give myself so much time that I could possibly shut it off and forget. Yeah. And that's, that's one smart. thing to know about alarms is you only want to give yourself maybe five minutes worth of leeway. Otherwise you'll be like, oh, I've got 10 minutes. I could do this real quick. And oh, that is forget. so, that is so <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. Pick up the kids in 30 mm-hmm. minutes. Oh, great. I got 30 minutes, you know? Yeah. Then you just completely forget mm-hmm. what time it is. <laughs> yeah. Completely forget it. <laughs> All right. Give us the um, rest of those suggestions and bullets. Oh yeah. Sorry. We got bullet rabbit yeah. trail. <laughs> sorry. This suggestion kind of goes along with the others, which is complete tasks one at a time. Do oh, not yeah. try to multitask. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. It's, a trap. <laughs> it's not worth it. It is a trap. It's the most seductive trap because it's every trap. time you think, <laughs> you think every single time, oh, I could do this thing while I'm doing this thing and it'll be totally nope. fine. No, nope. your pot will boil nope. over while you're doing the other thing or, you know, yeah, something mm-hmm. always happens. Yep. Yep. Exactly. A good a, a good example of this for me is like I'll be like, oh my gosh, I could totally wash a load of laundry while I I don't know clean all the baseboards or something like that. So here I am inside the house scrubbing down the baseboards. The time's ticking away on the washing machine. You know that's out. It for us it's out in our garage. So you know I have to really be listening to hear its little chime. And if I've gotten too distracted with something, I won't hear it. Well, if I'm doing something else, I'm going to be distracted. I'm not going to hear the chime. And because our washer is currently like, it's kind of a little bit broken. It has this weird glitchy thing where it will let water inside of the washer. Like if you have it, um, if you don't shut the water off, it'll just keep collecting water up inside the drum. So we have to turn on the water to use it and then turn off the water just because we haven't gotten around to getting it fixed because, you know, forgetfulness. <laughs> so yeah. um, I'll forget. And then oh. my load's totally done. And then I don't go shut off the water because oh, I've missed no. my, yep, I've missed the chime. Yeah. So I don't know it's done. And then I'll go back a couple hours later and I'll go to pick it up out of the washer and it'll just soak the front of me because all that water just runs right down onto me. Oh, (laughs) man. So don't try it. It's not worth it. Um, Another option. Another thing that we've got on here for um, 
just, I don't know, success with parenting, if there is such a thing, is to break up these, the larger tasks that you have to do into smaller tasks and then treat, you know, put each of those tiny little tasks on your task list. So don't, instead of like putting, well, I have to do this giant project up on your task list, you might need to break that project down into little mini steps so that you can get it done. Um, Like a good example of that is if you're like a lot of people and you have that one room that is always like the catch-all for your crap that you're just like, I'll throw it in this room. I don't know what to do with it right (laughs) now. You don't have doom piles. You have a doom room. (laughs) I do have a doom room. Oh, in this house, I can't have a doom room because all of the rooms are spoken for. So I have to, I have doom piles that are here, there, and everywhere. But like a lot of people do have doom rooms and they'll be like, oh God, what am I going to do with this thing? I've only got five minutes till I have to do something else. I'm going to throw it in this room. Yep. So That's what happens. You I've throw seen it that in. with a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You just throw like, it away and then like you shut the door. And it's gone. It's it magic. <laughs> Except it never really goes away. So wouldn't it be amazing if you could have a black hole in a room and you could just throw things in there and then you just like oh, yes. be nice. Yep. We could just throw the kids in there and then call that the end of the episode. <laughs> They wouldn't come back. That's the problem. We do oh, love that our kids. Oh, yeah, oh black, sorry, sorry. Yeah, black holes that you can't get it back out. It would. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. Okay. Dang it. Darn. Never mind then. Darn. Yeah. So okay, if you I'll, have a doom room oh. or a black hole, and you're like, I need to clean out the doom room, and that's your step on your task list. That's too big. Oh, There's that's overwhelming. That's stuff in there. That is insurmountable. Yeah, just- exactly. So if you've got 30 minutes and you try to put that task on your list in one day, it's just not going to happen. You're going to skip over it. So instead, you say something like, take 20 th- items out of the doom room and put them away in the rest of the house. And then you can write that same task over and over and over again for days, weeks, or months, or whatever, however long it takes you, just as long as certain things are getting put away every single day. It's better than doing nothing, and it will chip away at the problem. That is so true. Baby steps. Baby steps. And then, you know, you've got that one thing done. So this this could be, you know, also with kids' school projects that are giant, like maybe you go to the store and get the supplies one day and then you help them plan it out the next day and then you help them put it together the day after that so are you kidding girls come on we have adhd we know we're gonna get that done in one day come on we don't plan that shit (laughs) yeah but ideally who has time for that yeah Mm -hmm. i mean I'm not saying that any one person has time for it. I'm saying that the school will, <laughs> like, have raised eyebrows if it doesn't happen. So. I don't know. I am amazing working under pressure. And my girls' school projects are always amazing, even though they're done in, like, a day. Fair. <laughs> Sometimes that's just, oh, that's all you need. Well, all right. What pressure. There. It's the external pressure. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. The motivation. Yeah. 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 Going back to episode one. Damn. (laughs) So um, we already kind of went over this next one, but I had put on there to specifically set alarms for your kids scheduled activities to remind yourself, because that's one thing where, you know, every like every time it's going to happen at the same time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So like 
you know, when you're when your kids have to be picked up, set an alarm for every single day, especially if you have, you know, your your early release days, um, because those can really mess with you. You're used to getting your kid at one time and then all of a sudden you have to get them at another time. So mm-hmm. definitely take advantage of that for things like sports or, you know, study groups or anything like that. Um, then there's, we also have make a list of house rules and display them in a prominent area. So Ellen, hmm. you were saying that it's really hard to get your kids to clean and cooperate, right? Yes, okay. that is true. So I've been there. <laughs> and one thing that, one thing that, um, was suggested by, um, our kids therapist was to make a set of house rules that you know, everybody knows what they are and everybody agrees that they're good rules and you put them up somewhere where they can be seen. That way, when a kid breaks a rule and you say, like, let's say one of your rules is that you have to do chores when asked. Okay. So you do a chore or you ask them to do a chore. They don't do the chore. And you say, did you break a rule on the list? And then they'll have to answer that yes or no. And of course, if they go, no, then you can be like, yes, because you did not do this thing, you know, like, and then you show them wrong where on, the, on the thing it is. It's right here. This is the rule. Shame. And yeah, shame. Shame. <laughs> shame. How dare you? We're such Put good on moms. your thumbs cap. Yeah, I know. Right. No, you just, <laughs> you would just, you know, let them know where it is. Like with the little ones, you might have to remind them, like you might say, okay, well, I'm going to, oh, yeah. you know, this Lots is your, this is your one reminder. So I'm going to tell you to do it again right now. And then if they don't do it, you would, you know, do like a timeout or something like that, where they've got to sit in a corner with no fun things and be oh, miserable yeah. for a few minutes. <laughs> no, I, I, I know I need more structure in my house. Having a set of rules is a really good idea. And I like what you said about, mm-hmm. you know, make them as a family, agree on them. You know, I think the mm-hmm. kids, I think the kids would agree with me that they deserve to live in a clean house. And so if that's what they want, then they need oh, yeah. to contribute. <laughs> Yeah. And it even makes sense for stuff that you wouldn't even think you would need that for. Like, for Mm. example, we do not hit other people in this house. That could be a rule. Mm. And you would think, well, why would I even need to put that anywhere? Of course, it's wrong to hit. My kids know it's wrong to hit. That's, you know, a no brainer. But how many times do you hear the words, it's not fair coming back at you as soon as you're like, you can't hit, you can't solve your problems this way. And then you get a, this, that's not fair because she did this or he did that. Yeah. Well, it's still a rule though. Yeah. You still broke the rule. It's on the wall. So there's still a consequence for it. Mm-hmm. So that can kind of, you know, help take out some of those others, that's other uh, sticky areas. And my final suggestion for parenting kids with ADHD is if you need help around the house, get your kids to use a chore board with you. <laughs> so chore boards are something that come highly recommended for kids who need structure. This could be mean ADHD kids or any other neuroatypical kind child like aut- autistic kids can benefit from from chore boards as well as well as the uh, house rules on display that's also a very good one the for the problem with chore boards but, is that you have to remember to use them and then and then actually yeah. use them yeah. yeah i know i've had that quite one... a few of them and just never been able to stick with them yeah it's hard mm, 
chore boards, I know that this is one of those that but like, they work for some I people. Feel they do work for some people. A lot of them are neurotypical, of course. Yeah. But <laughs> um, I feel like chore boards are one of those things that they keep getting suggested over and over and over again. Yeah. Because they really are a great tool. They're no, amazing. it, is, it but, is good. And it's a good reminder for everyone in the house of what needs to be done. Because sometimes you can forget, mm -hmm. you know, out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. So with ADHD, we need a little bit of a workaround because mm -hmm. if we put a chore board up and we know we don't like to do chores because we know they're monotonous and we know that we're going to stick this chore board somewhere and we're just not going to look at it strategically mm -hmm. so we don't have to do it. Oh, mine's right on my fridge and I still ignore it. <laughs> so, yeah. Also, it's like my so, garbage you know, this morning. It. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Taking out the garbage, you just walk right past it. Yep. Been Literally there. did totally. it this morning. Put it yep. right oh in the hallway. Gosh. Yep. Passed it like four times. <laughs> classic. Yep. Absolutely classic. <laughs> With chore boards, you have to put them in a prominent place where you either pass by it all the time or where it's really easy for you to see and work with but if but, it's there if it's there in a place that's there all the time then it's like your brain like magically blocks it that's what mine does like totally if, if, right yeah, yeah it's like you're just like used to seeing uh, it. you're used to seeing it so it has you have no power over me <laughs> i know that is right. so true i don't respect the chore chart <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like fuck so you. I don't want to do that. <laughs> this is where you can use deadlines to your advantage. So, if you have a bunch of stuff during the day that you know you have to do, <laughs> Nettie's losing it now. <laughs> no, because I'm like losing it. I'm like I'm like maybe we just all, uh, all uh, like especially me. Maybe I'm just an adult <laughs> with ODD. <laughs> <laughs> totally you know what against yourself yeah you have no power over me you don't have to tell me what to do go that's right i do what i want yeah yeah that chore board's not gonna tell me how to live my life no way <laughs> <laughs> fuck the system so anyway um so, so um if you, so to help you help us use the chore board because <laughs> this can fail in any number of ways for us <laughs> you've got to set an alarm for a time when you know for sure that you do not have other stuff that you're doing like let's say always the last hour of the day is like it, normally it's like a quiet time or normally that's the time when you let your kids play their games and maybe you'd be you know trying to get other stuff done instead of that you could say, all right, well, last hour of the day is when we pick up now and I have an alarm set for it on my phone and we're going to go through our chores and just make sure that they're chores that you can accomplish within an hour. <laughs> Not anything that's like a giant project. Otherwise, you're going to have to break it up into tiny little steps. So see one of my other suggestions. <laughs> I seriously feel oh, like Jen's the mom right now. And like, everything I know in me is going, no. Oh. Me no. too. I'm like, I don't want to do that. You're momming no, us right now. I don't like it. Yeah. That's, Maybe I do. No, that's funny. Maybe I do have a little ODD. Yeah. Know, we're going to talk about ODD eventually, I know. But yeah. I read something somewhere, about, and I don't remember where anymore, but I read something about ADHD people arguing more to begin with simply because we're so used to defending ourselves. Oh, interesting. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah. So, that, 
So there is a huge difference between ADHD level arguing and ODD level arguing. And we will totally get into that in another one. (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) it is on our to-do list. (laughs) Yeah. So set alarms. Let those things help you. Pick a time of the day, schedule it in, make sure mm-hmm. that it's on the schedule and give yourself a small window of time, like an hour to do whatever is on that board. Or and, do nothing you know, and sit on your ass and drink some wine because yeah. you had a hard day and you need <laughs> some me time. No, Yeah, you deserve it. You work hard, man. Yeah. Wait, did you guys, did you guys hear that? It was the sound of the shoulder devil coming <laughs> in. To the studio. (laughs) Didn't we decide the shoulder devil is impulsive thoughts? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, kind of like I've been adulting all day and I deserve this X, Y, Z. Yeah. Because that always happens at the last minute. It's an impulsive thought that intrudes Mm -hmm. on your time. And you just kind of have to tell it to go away. (laughs) You have to parent yourself a lot. It sucks. Yeah. yeah. And an, and another way to avoid having that little voice taking take over your life, and this might be the most helpful advice that I could give, is also schedule in your own time. Schedule in when you want to take a break, when you want to have me time, when you want to do something enjoyable just for you, even if it's fucking off and playing a video game, if it's something you know, totally stupid. Maybe you like to knit. Maybe you like to go fishing or hiking, you know, find times within your week yeah. to schedule it and maybe make you sure like that you to, do it. Maybe you like to hang out in the closet, close the door with a bottle of wine and just silently cry. Anything. Yeah. Yeah. No, my therapist yeah, hobby before <laughs> <laughs> my therapist suggested to me you know, if, if, because, you know, I'm sure there's some listeners that have kids like mine that are really excited and always talking and you just can't get a moment of silence. You know, one suggestion she had for me was, you know, um, you can even tell your kid, okay, I'm setting a timer for 30 minutes. I'm not going to talk for 30 minutes to you. I need quiet time. You can do whatever you can talk, but I'm not going to talk back. You know, I felt like that was kind of a cool way to set a boundary. And then if they, that's a cool way. Yeah. 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 But I, I do frequently take timeouts myself, you know, sorry, (laughs) mommy needs a break. Mommy needs a timeout. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, of course there's knocking at the door. Are you almost done? (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's so funny. Like, did you, did you hear the alarm? (laughs) Yes, exactly. It's, it's like, now I'm restarting it. No, uh, but it's so (laughs) important. (laughs) It's so important to take that time for yourself to recharge, get a break from your kids, because then you can love them better when you're feeling better. And momming is hard. Yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. This is a struggle. It's a, it's even a struggle for neurotypical people. And if it, if that's a struggle for neurotypical people, you can be assured it's a struggle for ADHD people on a different level. And it's frustrating because it's one of those things that society assumes women can just do this. Like, well, you're, you're a a woman, you're built to have kids and take care of them. Isn't that what you're supposed to do? Well, no fuck face. And let me tell you, (laughs) have you guys guys heard of that book from, I think the eighties called the myth of motherhood? I've always wanted to read that. 
Oh, no. it's by that sounds famous. Intriguing. That famous feminist author. I can't remember her name. Anyway, I feel bad. But anyway, I've heard the mm. myth of motherhood is <laughs> a good, good book that kind of talks a little bit about it, and it was you know really uh, like revolutionary for its time too back then. Oh, well, I'll have Just, to check that out and see see what it's like. Yeah, yes. see if it has. I think that's what it was called. Goodies. Just cut this all out if I'm wrong. But anyway, uh. it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The myth, I think the myth, no of, the myth of motherhood is that it just does come naturally, and to a lot of us, it doesn't. No, yeah, no, it's hard. You have close. to learn. You have to learn how to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it yeah. does motherhood get easier. Does not come naturally. It gets mm. easier with time. It has, uh, it has it's different, different it's challenges. Different. Yes, exactly. The it challenges does get change. Different. Mm-hmm. Yes, but yeah. Uh, yeah. We need to tie this up in a nice little bow because uh, oh, we yeah. run well over our time. Ladies and gentlemen, thank uh-huh. you for tuning yep. in and listening to a long uh, episode on motherhood. And, There's just so much uh, to talk about. I know. <laughs> I know. But everything There's is a, a phase. That's the one thing to remember here. Everything's a phase. No matter what phase of parenting you're in, mm-hmm. if you're struggling if you're in the trenches right now. Guess what? It might mm-hmm. get worse, but it'll be different. So you won't have those same annoying yeah. challenges that you're facing right now. Yeah. Everything changes. Yeah. <laughs> and there's lots yeah. of ADHD motherhood groups on Facebook. You can get some good advice. Mm-hmm. You know, the, you reach out to people. Mm-hmm. You're not alone. Like, find a, a tribe. People, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Find a tribe. And yeah. even if even if you only manage to master like one or two of the suggestions that we've mentioned today, just know that that is one or two improvements that you've made and they're solid improvements and they can just keep going over time with you until you've gotten used to them enough to make other improvements. Um, because, you know, like, like we've said before, you do kind of get used to some of this parenting stuff over time. When you're a new parent, it's the shock of having a screaming baby that will never shut up <laughs> and never stop eating or never stops pooping. And yeah. then when when it's toddlerhood, it's the shock of having to teach them everything and watch what they put in their mouths. And then once they get to preschool days, it's the shock of, oh, my God, why are they suddenly biting other kids? And then, oh God. <laughs> then you go through school and it's like, oh, my God, I have to get them there on time. I have to do this. I have to do that. My kids Sports, might suffer parties, because activities. of my ADHD. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So kids there are, busy, are just they are busy. Yeah. And so we just kind of have to figure out a way that we can make this work for us because it does have to happen. It's literally against the law not to send your kids to school. So, <laughs> you know, we we can't suggest that little improvement, but <laughs> um, we can suggest other things to try to make that more bearable because motherhood does not come easy and it is excruciating sometimes. So, um just know that if you're suffering and you're like, oh, my gosh, nobody understands this and and I have a terrible time mothering. Maybe I'm a terrible mother. You're not a terrible mm. mother. You just need help. And, yeah. you know, there are certain ways where you, where you can give yourself more help and encourage other people to give you more help, whether it's in the form of reminders or maybe 30 minutes of a neighbor taking your kids every other day or something like that, just so you can have a minute of sanity we all need these things. This is not just you. And yeah. we're all together in this. Yeah. yeah. Give yourself some grace. I mean, none of us can do this perfectly. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I don't do it perfectly. And I don't know anyone else who does. So 
don't believe Facebook and Instagram. Just, you know, be you. They're fake. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yep, absolutely. So we've gone over a lot and I do appreciate everybody listening um, and just, you know, being there to have these laughs and conversations. And we just, we love that you guys are out there listening and yeah, taking thank you. It. So thanks. <laughs> yeah. And always know that it, you can reach out to us via Facebook, Twitter. Oh yeah, uh, we got some fan Reddit. mail today. That was yes. really nice. Thank you. And uh, yeah, if you guys want to hear any topic or uh, you want us to, you know, talk about or touch on any other subject, <laughs> then go ahead and hit us up because we love hearing from yeah, you. Yeah, we want to know. Yep. You can email us at bazeltovpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us at bazeltovpodcast um, on Twitter, Facebook slash bazeltovpodcast. Um, <laughs> so, and then our, our, our website where you can find everything is just bazeltov.com. Yeah. So and and I'm on easy. Reddit as bazeltov underscore the net. Oh, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And someday I'll, I'll, you know, get on there too. Reddit's <laughs> overwhelming for me. So, you know, I'm going to dip a toe in or something. <laughs> Love it. But anyway, this was good. thanks guys. It was an excellent chat and we will see you next time. So like always, puzzle top. Puzzle top. Bye ladies. Bye. Bye.